And welcome to the Daily Autism Radio Show on these great radio stations across the Gulf Coast of Florida. It is Mark, and again, uh, without my wife Melissa, uh, just you know, life. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's it, it's life. And so, you know, we talk about five kids, and then um, you know, our youngest uh, with autism, and so it's like life times a thousand. And um, so she's off doing. Uh, motherly things, and um, so I, I, I really am excited, though, about this show because it's really timely as to what's going on as it relates to, first off, America, and then special needs families in America. And of course, on tap is this government shutdown. And, you know, whether they're able to temporarily uh, extend this or come up with some, um, you know, continuing resolution, uh, or if there's not a deal and the government does, in fact, uh, shut down, there is going to be a massive effect uh, upon special needs families. And I think the thing we can get from this, um, and this is kind of like autism aside, is that many of the people that we have elected just can't seem to do their job. Imagine, imagine this in a corporate setting where you have asked people to keep the business going. Keep the business going. And that's very simple, actually. You have to bring in more than you than you than you than your expenses. And so this is done on a larger scale because it's the government, but there's also a lot of people there. So it's a lot of you know working brains, you would hope. Uh, a lot of opportunity at solutions and those kind of things. Well, not the case. we are we are at the eleventh hour at a deadline. And again, whether they put a band-aid on something that really needs a cast, um, it, we're going to be facing this again, it, it would seem, in, in, in 30 days, whatever a continuing resolution would, would be. But, but even so, why are we here? And most importantly, how will it affect the special needs community and the families of autism? So uh, I say that, though, because, you know, we've got elections coming up. There's, you know, we, we've got debates that are already in action. Uh, some parties actually... One party's not having any debates. It's very interesting because uh, you hear about we got to have the conversation, but yeah, they're not having the conversation. Uh, other parties are having conversations, uh, and it kind of turns into to, to just yelling at each other. But um, again, we really got to take a look at the, at the people and and their missions. Uh, and you know, they are people who are supposed to represent us. And now you have people going, wait a minute, what's going to happen? Imagine. Uh, active duty military, so many won't be paid if there's a shutdown. Um, probably the number one segment of people on earth that uh, do not deserve to go without a paycheck. And there they are again at the front lines, and, and now it's it's an economical front line situation. But I want to talk about special needs families and the families of autism specifically. So many find themselves having to depend uh, on resources and benefits uh, that they otherwise don't want to be depending on. You know, I, I, I really, it, it, it's interesting. I, I run into people and they say, you know, uh, why do we have so many benefits? Why are there so many resources for people? Why are we paying that? Can't people get off their couch and get a job? Well, yes, if you're able to get off your couch and get a job, well, that's exactly what you should be doing, you know. And, by, and, and, and let me tell you, it, it is no secret that the government, I mean, they'll tell you. They'll tell you, just look at Social Security disability payments. They are making hundreds of millions of dollars in overpayments to people who are sitting on their couch watching Netflix while, while people who have special needs kids are, are, are clawing to get a few bucks a month because they've lost their job, because their boss said, hey, 
this is the third time this month that you had to take your kid to therapy. You're fired. Or you look exhausted, and I don't want to hear that your kid has autism and he hasn't slept for a week. Or, okay, your wife's a breadwinner. She lost her job because she's got a intense therapy schedule. She's t- you know driving the kid to, to three different therapies a day, every day. And you're stressed. You're out of here. I mean, it's, it, it, you've got people like that who are going, I need, I need some help. But they're not getting it because of all of these overpayments to people who are basically scamming the system. And so you don't want, uh, I mean, or do you? I think, I think it's a pretty obvious, you know, you don't want families spilling into the streets because they've gone through something, a massive change in life, a massive challenge, a health challenge with a kid. You don't want these people spilling into the streets, do you? I mean, that just, that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound American. It doesn't sound righteous. It doesn't sound peaceful. Um, because if that were the case and all these people started spilling into the streets, I mean, what would your community look like? What would, what would, uh, the grocery store shopping centers look like when you have families out there begging for someone to buy them food? It's not what we want. We want the people who can work and who are trying to avoid it and making money off people who are going to work. We don't want those people in the, uh, in the system, getting benefits, getting resources, but it just seems like the people who are needing it who really deserve it, they're the ones not getting it. And so, and even some of them that do get it, it really isn't much. You know, I always have to push back on people who say, oh, they're sitting around getting rich. It's, it's, people aren't making much money. They're not, the checks the government are sending them, it, it's not much. I know they appreciate it because uh, they've gone through something, special needs families, and, and you literally, you, you count every dime. Um, but if you look at if you look at some of these programs we pay for, uh, or how about bailing out other countries and other citizens? I mean, we're talking billions of dollars. And you want to send a special needs family in the U.S., you know, four hundred bucks a month. Have you gone to the grocery store? I mean, that's two trips max. That's two trips max at the grocery store. So I want to talk about a government shutdown, what that would do to benefits and resources of special needs families. First, I got to thank our title sponsor, Warrior Mom. Her name is Tracy Slepsevic. The book is fantastic, and you can get it at warriormom.org. This is a mother's journey in healing her son with autism. Uh, I do get uh, plenty of messages uh, through our channels at dailyautism.com about, hey, what's up with the, uh, the title of that book? You know, what do you mean healing her son with autism? Well, there's many underlying conditions um, that kids face with autism. I mean, our son Cow has stomach issues, um, anger issues. You know, so so you look at things like diet and other therapies. I, I, really, Tracy spent most of her life researching this, traveling all over the world, and her son Noah is just a remarkable story. Just got his driver's license, just graduated high school, is going to college, uh, and that's all due to to Tracy's uh, really just nonstop, twenty four seven interest in helping her son and not everybody does that and that's fine but you have to understand something like this with many underlying conditions you have to you have to be a really intense evaluator you have to really be an intense evaluator that's what tracy did the book is warrior mom also tracy is launching the first ever autism health summit i'm really excited about this it's in texas 
down in San Antonio, Texas in February, autismhealth.com to get tickets. I'll be there. Looking forward to meeting so many people there. Uh, but parents, uh, with kids with autism, I can't tell you no matter what stage that you're in, you know, whether you're going through a diagnosis, have just gotten a diagnosis, um, maybe your kid is about to become an adult, there is going to be something here, really impactful speakers and just great community building. I do a lot of work on online and, and, and across our social media channels, which is great because you, you meet people that, you know, across the world that you otherwise wouldn't meet. You just, you know, I mean, the time and the, and the money to travel all over the country. I mean, just you couldn't do it. But there is something to be said about screen fatigue and, and, and just researching things on screens day in and day out. Nice to get into a room with some people, with some humans, and do human stuff. And uh, there's going to be a lot of opportunities, really impactful speakers, autismhealth.com for the Autism Health Summit. This is the first of many that Tracy is going to be uh, putting on over the next uh, several years. So again, excited to, to be there, to see people, and to talk uh, real research in a real human way. All right, government shutdown, if it should happen. And so, you know, maybe it happens this time, maybe it doesn't. It just seems inevitable we're going to be having this conversation again soon. I, I mean, because people just can't seem in Washington to actually represent the people that they're supposed to be representing. Because I don't think anybody's saying shut it down. I, I, I mean, <laughs> that, that's not a solution. Now, people are saying, do this or shut it down. I understand that. Then other side says, well, no, do that or shut it down. But nobody's just saying, shut it down for no reason. I, I mean, that's, that's insane. So, yes, there's issues. People have to talk. But there has to be negotiation because that's the only way anything's ever going to get solved. I want to talk about Medicaid and how it affects families of autism, how it affects um, special needs, uh, parents, you know, Medicaid services so important for special needs parents. And the reason why is because you need access to these very essential therapies. The problem is that that category, that industry, if you will, is not keeping pace with the prevalence of diagnoses of autism. And so you have families that are depending on Medicaid because, like I said, a lot of parents lose a job. Uh, or they lose uh, quality of a job, so you may have to take less pay because you need a, a separate position or you have to work less. Um, and so you, you have to rely on, uh, on Medicaid. So here comes this government shutdown, okay? People who are supposed to represent us can't, can't get this figured out. It's a last-minute, 11th-hour thing. And what happens, what happens to Medicaid? Well, here's the deal with Medicaid. So Medicaid has full funding for the next three months. It's kind of paid for and invested in three months ahead of time. So if a potential shutdown would end within three months, anybody on Medicaid would, would, would be fine. The only thing, so, so basically, you know, if you're getting services from a therapist, that will continue. A doctor visit will continue and being covered under, under Medicaid. An emergency, emergency rooms, ambulance, 911, everything. That's all going to be fine as if there was no government shutdown. There will not be a lapse in any of those services. Here's what will be affected as it relates to Medicaid, and that would be administrative things. So maybe you're in an application process, maybe you're in an appeal process. Any type of administrative process will be affected because Medicaid is going to lose more than 50% of their staff. Okay, so they're going to they're be down 
over half their staff. So things are just going to get done slower from an administrative point of view. But, you know, even that, though, is dangerous because you have families who are applying. You have families who may be appealing a certain decision for Medicaid. Um, You have families who are trying to uh, reach out and get therapies covered for their kids. And, you know, so for the therapy providers, that process could be a lag, could be delayed. So there is going to be some fallout. It's just that, you know, it's not like, okay, Medicaid is, is done. You don't have access to it. They're shutting the doors. That, thankfully, is not going to happen again. It's a it's a 90-day, three-month uh, ahead-of-time investment. Now, if this thing were to last longer than that, there's going to be some some real issues and even even real issues uh, above and beyond Medicaid. But that is that is a situation uh, of how a government sh- shutdown would have some effects on a special needs family. All right. Now let's talk about WIC, which is another uh, federal government program right now that this is grocery assistance. OK, so right now, government shutdown uh, would basically tell seven million pregnant people um, to mothers and their kids and half of those are all newborns in the U.S., that they won't have access to this uh, supplemental nutrition program. Seven million. Some of those are special needs families. Some of those have children who are special needs. So, again, we have an event that may occur, and you're going to have seven million people, seven million people that may be without this supplemental nutrition program. And so you talk about women and infants and children, and I don't, I'm not going to get into the ultra-political realm, but, I mean, are we going to look at facts or not? You've got this party that's in control. They, they control, you know, most of this process. They have controlled it. You look at the, the, the branches, and it, 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 it just is kind of mind-blowing that these are the groups of people and kind of judging a book by its cover, but, you know, you know, women who are pregnant and, and they have kids and they need help with, with, with nutrition and food, you know, they do a lot of outreach to that group. And, you know, they're willing to just say, well, sorry. It's really mind-blowing. So WIC is going to be in, in some immediate trouble. Um, and so what will happen is, uh, if there was a shutdown, they say about 24 to 48 hours after that, um, that, um, you know, WIC would be, would be turned off. Um, and so, you know, you'll have a couple of days, but, you know, outside of that, uh, there's not going to be any benefits left for WIC. Now that is different. Okay. So WIC is different than, uh, SNAP, which SNAP is also referred to as, as food stamps. Now, again, you say food stamps and people kind of roll their eyes. Well, these people should go to work. Okay. Yes, some should. And again, back to uh, the, the, the Medicaid and some of these other benefits that we've talked about. There are people who are freeloading the system. And for some reason, well, we know the reason. The government, it's interesting because these people are, you know, referred to as lazy. But then the government is just as lazy because they won't get these people off the system. But then you have people, special needs families, families of autism, that, need this because there's been disastrous and devastating change to these parents' careers or jobs. And they need to eat. These kids need to eat. You know, and it, and it's not just their autistic kids. 
many of these families have siblings. And you got to eat, okay? Nobody's going to question. That's, that's a fundamental human right. Yeah, clean air, clean water, food. So that program, SNAP, or like I said, it's also you know called food stamps, which you get a lot of eye rolls, is important to a lot of special needs families. A lot of these families, their life just looks different than it used to. It's, it's, it's just a different life. And so they, they depend on these things because they have a child with special needs, which, which typically needs exceptional circumstances of care. And so that program is also uh, paid for ahead of time. So it's a federal program, but it goes through the states. So SNAP or food stamps will be uh, up and running. The asterisk here, though, is depending on how long the shutdown would, would last. And so right now, SNAP serves about 40 million Americans. But that would be able to continue uninterrupted, uh, they say, through at least the end of October. But still, that's 30 days. right? It, it, let, let's just say there's a shutdown on the 1st, end of October, 30 days. And... You know the dollar isn't going very far at the grocery store anymore. It hasn't for the last couple of years. I, I actually think it's getting worse. There are these government reports that's getting better. I don't see that. Um, you know, you kind of know when you have kids and you kind of know what you're buying every week. And I don't know. The cash register for, for us keeps going up. They say it's either leveled off or going down. I don't see it. I don't see it. And I'm shopping at grocery stores that most people shop at. These are not high-end, <laughs> um, you know, grocery stores. The, the, this, these are the stores everybody shops at. These are the big box stores. But so 30 days on that. But, but let me just break that down, okay? And, and, and again, I'm approaching this from the special needs community. And I'm doing it. I'll just, you know, because I have a son who has autism. And... I get, I, I get people say, oh, gosh, you know, special needs, you're giving this, you're giving that. Again, we're talking about food. There are families that need this. There are families that, that their children suffer something or there's an event, and it just massively impacts the parents, and it affects their ability to work and make money. Um, if you can't bring in the income, I mean, what are you going to do? Like I said earlier in the show, do you, do you want these families spilling out into the community? You want these people just wandering around? That's not what, that's not the design, the structure of a free country. To have families who have done nothing wrong run out of money because of a health issue with their child. And most of society would say, well, no, we shouldn't send them food. We shouldn't. We shouldn't send them um, the ability to get decent health care. That's not what a free society, no free society would exist if that was the perspective. But here we are, you know, uh, having this conversation about a government shutdown, and many of these families would have 30 days of food support. 30 days. And that would be it. So again, the people that have said, I mean, they've taken an oath. Yeah, no, we, we want to represent you people. We want to represent your district, your community. But now they're going to be representing people that may, uh, you know, for the WIC thing, that program will be done in days. So women, infant, children. Other families, 30 days. Medicaid, 90 days. 
And then the hope after that is they could figure something out. But when, when I hear things like government shutdown, you know, a lot of people, they just go, well, you know, I, that's not really going to affect my life. Um, well, sure, if you don't work for the federal government. But if you do and you're going to lose your paycheck and you have a special needs child, active duty military, and you have a special needs child. I, I saw uh, um, on one of our social media channels, a woman said, my husband and I are active duty military. We have a son who has autism. How exactly are we going to pay our bills? I, I, I mean, I, yeah, answer it. I mean, what, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And, you know, autism aside and having an autistic child, why, why are, are we putting our active duty military in this, in this situation? Just reasonably speaking, you know, I mean, aside from everything else, that that lifestyle brings and, and, and that sacrifice entails on a day-in, day-out basis. And many people do these careers. That's their only career. That's all they'll do. And now it's like, well, yeah, now we're not going to pay you. People, the people that were elected don't want don't to figure this out. So, you know, the special needs aspect of this is something that I try to tell people. It's, it's, it's what I call and special needs. And what I mean by that is, you know, so... Let's say a hurricane's coming. Okay, a hurricane's coming, and I have a special needs child. A government shutdown's coming, and I have a special needs child. Inflation is at an all-time record, and I have a special needs child. So special needs, autism, you know, to me is, is an and. And while many people don't have to add the and, the ones that do simply have to. You just got to figure it out. But what a lot of people don't understand, especially kind of more of this elitist, you know, quote unquote representation, it's almost uh, oxymoronic to say that, is what about the communities of special needs children? And, and by the way, I, I, you know, just because that's, that's our life, that's what we've decided to create media around in the community that we've decided to, um, to, to be in, I, I mean, I, I don't. Ignore that. What about the families who there's a mother fighting cancer? You know, what about parents who are taking care of their parents, dementia, Alzheimer's? You know, it's, it's it, so many people just want to assume that their life is everybody else's life. And that's just categorically, it's impossible. Very selfish, too. But it's impossible. So all these people that are supposed to be represented, they're not being represented. They're being ignored. Because if you sat down with these people and said, do you realize what this is going to do to some people? I mean, do you understand that we sent you to a place to avoid this? This, this is not getting the job done. This is not getting the job done. So if this were to happen and all of these negative effects, uh, negative effects among all of these groups and classes of people, let's not hear the, the commercial on the radio or TV or streaming in a year or two, I went and fought and got the job done. No, you didn't. This is not getting the job done. This is actually not getting the job done. <laughs> so, you know, no one's going to say it. No one's going to say it because, you know, there'll be some other distraction pieces from now till then. But this is not getting the job done. This is actually letting people down. This is putting people in harm's way. This is making people feel additional stress and anxiety about everyday life. 
I mean, we're not talking like taking away people's BMWs or Mercedes or Teslas. We're talking about food, food, medicine, the ability to see a therapist or a doctor. <laughs> you know, so for the people that do the eye rolls, oh, gosh, you're not going to get your food. These are kids that need to eat. These are parents that stay up at night that are worried about their kids. Do they have enough to eat? And in America in 2023, it's nothing short of an embarrassment. But again, it's just not getting the job done. It's not getting the job done. But when you think about special needs families, and and I know what many go through, and the challenges, the life-changing challenges... This is just something that's just totally unneeded, and it's going to affect a lot of people. And I'm not implying that every special needs family, you know, relies on help for food or, or Medicaid, because they don't. They don't. But many do. I mean, many do. There is a reason why if your child gets diagnosed with autism, that in some cases, many cases, your child will qualify for disability payments. Your child could be four years old and get disability payments. It wasn't always like that. And ask yourself, well, why, why is it like that now? Well, because that child is never going to be able to have a job. It's been determined it would be very unlikely that person would ever have a job, would ever receive income. And, you know, we've talked about this before. The average, the average ticket, the average price of, of raising and caring for a child with special needs for, throughout their life is over $2.5 million. So... There's a reason why these benefits are so important. Again, you don't want these families spilling out into the streets. We got enough problems in this country of, of people coming here and spilling out into the streets. You don't want to see that happen to your neighbors because their, their son or daughter got diagnosed with autism. Then they lost their job or had to move somewhere to receive care that the child so desperately needed. And in turn, in doing that, lost 60% of their income. That happens all the time. It happens all the time. And, you know, I'll go back to it. For, for the eye rollers, oh, geez, can't you go to work? Well, you know, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you, you have a child or children with special needs, and sometimes you can't. And so that's the reality of, of the world. It's not just a U.S. thing. I mean, autism just doesn't happen in the United States. It, it, it's worldwide. And then there's many other special needs, and we focus on autism because our family is affected by autism, and our young child has autism, and so it, it, it affects us, it affects his siblings, it has totally changed the dynamics of our career, it has uh, totally changed the opportunity to relocate somewhere, and so this is real life stuff, this is real life stuff, this isn't... Uh, this isn't the, um, you know, the, the, the feature on the cable news channel that they're going to do two and a half minutes on. Every panelist is going to get 45 seconds, and then they're going to roll to commercial. That's not real. That's not real. That's, what that is is let's keep the audience till we get to the commercial break so that we can charge more for the commercial breaks. That's all that is. How do we hold the audience? That's not real life. This stuff's real life. Government shutdown's real life. And so if it's not going to affect you, I'm happy. I'm happy that it's not. But there's many people that, that it will. And back to what I said, many of, many of those people you will have to add and they have a special needs situation with a child. Things like this potentially devastating.
And so that's why I'm on such a kick to hold these people responsible. I don't care. I don't care what animals next to you. You know, I I don't care if it's donkey or an elephant, or if it's big eye for independent, or if it's green for the Green Party. I don't care. It's not getting the job done. It's not getting the job done. So we got to figure out a way to get the job done. I just don't think it's happening with this group of people, and uh, not singling anybody out because it. You know, there's been other administrations where things like this has happened to, but gosh, we just keep hearing, we just keep hearing uh, that we're on the right path. We're restoring America or whatever the, whatever the vernacular is that they're doing. We're building, we're better, and we're building. First off, nothing's getting built and nothing's better. And just nobody believes that. Not real people. Again, the cable news pundits, they'll, you know, they'll take a side and pound it to you in a two-and-a-half-minute segment, but it's not real. Real people aren't falling for that um, anymore. Finally, I want to talk about uh, Social Security and disability payments in a government shutdown. This probably has been the most action in our social media inboxes, which, by the way, we can connect at dailyautism.com. All the links for for our social media channels are there, whichever one you are most active on or uh, is most familiar to you. You can go to dailyautism.com and connect there. First, I want to say uh, thank you to the Lift Academy, a remarkable organization, brand new campus now in Clearwater. What they do for the neurodiverse children, the neurodiverse community, is exceptional. Uh, and part of the reason uh, they're so good at it is why they had to expand and go to Clearwater. Um, 95%, actually it's over 95% of their students receive a scholarship, and the Lift Academy will walk you through that entire process. They are true true community champions. They absolutely champion this community uh, across the Tampa Bay area. So I, I really would um, w- would invite you to check out their services and, and not just their services, their core values. I really love the stance they take about anti-bullying and what they do about it, especially inside the neurodiverse community. It's liftfl.org, and that is the Lift Academy in Clearwater, Florida. Also, I want to thank our friends and, again, great champions of the community at the original Krabby Bills in Indian Rocks Beach, Florida. Now, my wife and I, uh, Melissa, we've been going here for seven years. We've lived here for seven years now. It is truly our home away from home. Um, It's just a great atmosphere. I I love a great family story, perseverance um, of a family business that not just made it, but made it by continually being a part of their own community that, that, that they serve. So they're, uh, they're great supporters of the Daily Autism platform. We appreciate them very much. And, of course, uh, you know, we just love Krabby Bills for everything that, that they are. Uh, the great tropical environment, the best food on the beaches there at Indian Rocks Beach, and, and live music every day. So uh, inevitably, if you go on the weekend, you will probably run into Melissa and I as we strive to Get our, get our social time in. You know, I always tell special needs uh, parents that you, you need some non-special need time. You need some non-special need time, uh, even if it's just for an hour or two, to get out, listen to some tropical music, and uh, and really just love life and take a few minutes for yourself. But thank you to the original Krabby Bills, Indian Rocks Beach. All right, so sticking to the theme of a government shutdown and you know regardless of, of if some temporary solution is is found or if it's avoided we're going to have this conversation again just just the people and the personalities that are representing us uh, or supposed to be representing us this this is just something you can just feel 
is going to always kind of be there. It's going to be this cloud that always kind of hangs around. So we've talked about benefits as it relates to special needs families and uh, specifically parents of, of, of autism. Um, you know, we talked about the, the food. We've talked about uh, Medicaid. But let's talk about disability, Social Security disability payments. Now, this is something that also is invested in three months ahead of time. So assuming that a shutdown would last less than three months, there wouldn't be any changes in receiving benefits. So whatever benefits you receive, there wouldn't be any changes in that. Again, after three months, there is no official. This is, you know, this is this is mind blowing. There is no official statement and they won't release one ahead of a possible shutdown on what would happen after 90 days. 90 days. Now, we're not talking three years, 90 days. So we're talking about October, November, December, right around Christmas, right around Christmas, if, if the shutdown were, were to occur in October, the 1st of October, and last 90 days or beyond, happy holidays. Many people depend on that. That's not just special needs families, but many special needs families, kids uh, who have special needs, their parents depend on that. And again, you know, I know that that, 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 Gets the eye rolls sometimes. Oh, government. No, no. You have no idea what some of these special needs kids need just just to just to survive. Okay, the type of care, and so a government shutdown puts everybody in the crosshairs. Ninety days. I, I tell you, that's scary. You know, if you're a mature adult, you know how fast ninety days flies by. Um. So we 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 would still be, uh, in 2023. Or just going into 2020 for be a week after Christmas. Happy New Year. No more uh, Social Security, no more disability payments. So again, the people that we've elected, and it's all it's all levels of government, all of you know from a federal perspective. Uh, here we are, you know, here we are. And I just I, I say that again to just insulate the fact. That if you're going through this and it's going to affect you a little bit, imagine if you had to add and special needs children. It, it is just an, an unbelievable challenge. All right, coming up, we are going to speak to Tracy Slepsevic. She is the Warrior Mom. Her book is warriormom.org. It is the journey into healing her son with autism. It is an unbelievable story. We're going to um, talk to Tracy, not just about her book, but about the Autism Health Summit that she is launching in early 2024 tickets are available now at autismhealth.com i will be there looking forward to meeting a lot of people in our audience Um, this is going to be a quick sellout but if you are a a parent with an autistic child or going through a diagnosis or just worried that something may be going on this is a can't miss the autism health summit so we'll have we'll have tracy on here in just a couple minutes first i want to thank Technology North, and specifically their CEO, Ling Huang, who has developed a remarkable uh, technology and a process of bridging the employment gap with young adults on the autism spectrum. Ling really asked a great question to himself about his son. What does life look like for my son after he graduates high school? What are the opportunities for, for employment and doing something meaningful and something that the young adult can be proud of, their family can be proud of. And so Ling developed really a remarkable technology and more than a technology, an opportunity for young adults on the autism spectrum. Technologynorth.net to learn more about what Ling has created. 
Uh, he has won multiple, multiple awards. Um, there are governments that want to work with, with, with Lang and Technology North. It really is a remarkable uh, situation. Technologynorth.net to learn more. Also, this is the most fun community partner that we have, Fun Factory Sensory Gym. If you go to dailyautism.com, uh, I want you to, to go to their link, their social channels. These are the people that provide an experience for the children of the special needs community. These sensory gyms, they, they bring this experience inside. It could be a home, so they do it residentially, uh, or in a commercial setting. So let's think of a therapy center. Therapy centers inside hospitals, uh, churches, anything you could imagine where children with sensory needs would just have a blast. They've been featured on ABC, funfactorysensorygym.com. We've got some great things coming up with them uh, this fall, but I want you to go and, and, and check out their social channels. They do a great job documenting the work they do. Uh, really, they, it's kind of dream come true scenarios, what they do. When you see the rooms they go into, empty rooms, and a day or two later, what these what these rooms look like is really remarkable. So thank you to Fun Factory Sensory Gym. Also quickly want to thank Aeroflow Urology, the great work that they do for parents of special needs kids as it relates to uh, incontinence products. Um, literally a massive weight lifted off of many families' shoulders. You know, um, potty training and special needs uh, are kind of uh, at war with each other at times. Uh, it can be a decade or decades into a special needs child's life before they can uh, pick up on potty training. Uh, some of these diapers and diaper products are free uh, through Medicaid uh, for some families, but you can go to the link at dailyautism.com, Aeroflow Urology. Also excited to partner with Angel Sense. Uh, this is a remarkable technology um, that utilizes GPS tracking. Imagine being able to see wherever your child is, wherever they are. Not only that, being able to listen to the environment that your child is in, and if necessary, communicate with your child and your child can communicate back. That is Angel Sense. Uh, you will hear much more about them in the coming months on the Daily Autism Media platform. And there she is, Tracy Slepsevic. She is the Warrior Mom, the best-selling author of the book Warrior Mom, which you can get, of course, at warriormom.org. How are you, Tracy? I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Always, uh, always great to see you. You always uh, give the audience a lot of uh, intellectual nuggets to think about and to have conversations about. Um, I tell people all the time, too, I was like, I love talking to Tracy because it's like... Um, inspiration for conversation, which I think is like the best thing you can offer the world right now, because we live in a fractured kind of a socioeconomic, you know, society, but it's, um, it's really kind of fresh and it feels fresh when you can have somebody on that actually inspires conversation. So, uh, that's, that's always great to have you on. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's great. Let's get to um, you know, something that I, I can't believe we're we're knocking on the door of October, um, and the Autism Health Summit, which is something that you have you are pioneering, um, you are trailblazing it. When we first started talking about it, it seemed like oh, that's just years away, and here we are, months away. Um, give people the update here on what's going on with the Autism Health Summit. So it, it's going well. The summit will be in San Antonio at the JW Marriott San Antonio Hill Country Resort and Spa. It's a beautiful venue. 
Um, and there will be some amazing speakers. It'll be February 2nd and 3rd of 2024. Um, some of the highlighted speakers is Del Bigtree, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, Dr. Judy Makovitz, Dr. Jerry Kartsnell, Dr. James Neuschwander. Um, there's so many more, Dr. Paul Thomas, Dr. Brian Hooker. I mean, I could go on and on. It's the who's of the who's. They will all be there. I'm super excited. Um, it'll be a beautiful event, um, a two-day full-on conference um, with vendors and everything else. The second day uh, in the evening, there will be a VIP cocktail hour. This is an opportunity for a meet and greet. And then we should be getting the go to um, view uh, Protocol 7, which will be Dr. Andrew Wakefield's new motion picture, um, which isn't due to come out until like, I think sometime in the first quarter of next year, hopefully. Um, so we're super excited about that and it'll, it'll be a great opportunity for parents to mingle with other parents for practitioners to come and earn CME credits. So we are getting approved for CME credits and, you know, so it's, you know, an opportunity for everybody to come together in the, not, not just for kids with autism, but other neurological disorders, um, and, you know, just meet in one place. I'm excited about it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. And, you know, I, I mentioned to you before, a great opportunity for for parents who have never been to an event like this, not just for all of the education, but almost the semi-social aspect of meeting other parents, making the connections, meeting you, talking to you. Inevitably, many of these people, most have never met you before in person, so they're going to have a lot of questions for you about the book and um, maybe questions related to, to, to their children and some of the things that they're exploring, therapies or, or what, whatever it, it, it may be. And then exclusive content, too. You talk about the, the debut uh, of the movie. I always look at events like this and I say, you know, what's exclusive to the event? What's something you're getting here that you can't get anywhere else? And you're really offering that here at the Autism Health Summit. And, you know, we should also mention the beautiful backdrop that you're doing this in. So there's, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really um, just great aspects of this. So tickets are available at autismhealth.com. I know there's a couple of uh, vendor opportunities as well. Um, and you can get the full scope of this event at autismhealth.com. Maybe talk a little bit about, you know, Somebody who parents maybe who are a little bit newer to this, maybe they're going through a diagnosis, um, maybe they're they're just out of a diagnosis. Maybe give give those people. I, I really lately on a lot of the channels, and it goes about goes back to what we've talked about a long time. Um, the rates of prevalence, you know, just just exploding, and these diagnoses are just it's just it's overwhelming. So I'm getting a lot of feedback from parents who are like, we're, we're in the we're in the process now, or we just got a diagnosis. Specifically to them, what do you think they can get from this? So. They can get a lot of education on addressing underlying conditions associated with neurological disorders. They will also be able to learn a little more about Spell to Communicate. We're gonna be doing a screening of spellers. Uh, Dawn Marie Gavin, who's the expert in Spelling to Communicate, she will be speaking. Um, and really the connection between the genetic aspect of 
autism and other neurological disorders and environmental toxins and how that causes regression and, and other health issues in these kids. Um, like I said, an opportunity to meet other parents, to meet some of these amazing doctors in the industry. Um, so, you know, really just getting to the underlying conditions and aspects of, of, you know, what's going on in these kids' bodies so they can live a functioning life, even if they cannot speak, but to be able to communicate and learning other options other than, you know, what Western medicine throws at us. So it's, it's just a, a great event. And, and we really have some of the best scientists, doctors in the industry speaking out and, you know, educating parents on gut issues and how the, the gut and the brain are connected and how when you heal the gut, you truly can get some progress in regards to neurological function. There, there are so many things that that they can learn, different supplementation that can, you know, that they can get to assist in their journey or not just for for these kids, but for themselves. So I found as I was working on Noah's health, our genetic makeup in all of our health issues were almost identical. So then I treated him and in turn, I was treating myself. So it's really not just for kids. It's very much, you know, so many adults can learn from addressing those underlying conditions. I've, I've talked to many families who, you know, they went into this, um, you know, trying to kind of diagnose and explore, like you said, the underlying conditions of their their child with autism. They come out of it with a totally different roadmap for health of the family, the whole family, other, you know, siblings, the mom, the dad, aunts and uncles. And so it's kind of incredible when you start learning about these autistic kids and they're really just the, the interesting makeups and the underlying, the potentially underlying conditions and things like that. And then the family comes out better for it, you know, from a, from a health perspective. So I think it's a, that is a very cool aspect. I also think too, that this is really great. You know, when I, when I first got into this, when Cal was going through the diagnosis, I got what I, I kind of said was screen exhaustion because I was doing so much research online it actually started to overwhelm me. I was I couldn't remember if I had already read the research papers. If I hadn't, I was confusing one research study from another. And I got to tell you, I think that that really can be very exhausting for new parents or parents going through a diagnosis. So the fact that you're offering an in-person where, where people can fly in, they can be somewhere where they can focus. They don't have to stare at a screen for hours. I mean, I would stay up till three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning reading research papers, going through the research. And I really got exhausted of it to the point where I think I started to almost kind of forget what was important, what wasn't. So I just think that the fact that you're that that you're you're trailblazing an in-person that that's so impactful is is really cool and I think really beneficial to uh to the community. I agree. It's you know, autism is on the rise and it's become an epidemic. Um, I mean, as you know, when we were kids, it was pretty much unheard of. So watching, you know, it's like everybody, you know, everyone you come into contact with, there's somebody who they know that's either impacted by autism or they're impacted themselves. So truly educating themselves, but being careful where you, you, 
look for your information because a lot of things have been censored on Google and scrubbed from the internet. So I definitely heed that warning. I do have a lot of research. I mean, I spent months reading research studies and papers and everything. So everything that I put in my book, Warrior Mom, was very much backed up by by research and papers. So I probably read over 100 uh, published studies um, in reference to those, but it's the research is out there, but it's buried. So please be careful. There are so many books that you can read now. Um, so much has come to light. And I, I definitely say, you know, I definitely heed that warning of, you know, where they look for that information. That is uh, great information, great advice from Tracy Slepsevic. She is the Warrior Mom. Again, get that book at warriormom.org. And the Autism Health Summit at Autism Health. Dot com would love to uh, to see everybody in our audience there. Great resort in San Antonio coming in early 2024. Thank you for another uh, awesome daily autism radio show across these great radio stations. And of course, we would love to connect with you online. We have a, a very active social media database of channels, which you can resource at dailyautism.com. We upload multiple videos daily. And we really try to make it so that there's something for everybody, whether it's uh, news stories regarding families of autism or personal stories uh, with what's going on in our, in our world of autism and really connecting people to the products and services for autism families, talking with a lot of entrepreneurs who are involved in the autism space. And, and really, most importantly, having conversations with, with other families. We are um, you know, still relatively new to this and learning, and so the, the connection has really been something that's been wildly valuable for us in this journey. Again, we will see you online, dailyautism.com, where you can get access to all of our social media channels. We'll see you there at dailyautism.com.